Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday, April 19th. It's Tuesdays with Tony. <laughs> I'm yes. the captain that steers the ship. And with me is the captain that steers the ship. Tony Mazer, how are you? I'm doing well. Usually we do Mondays with Mazer, but uh, yeah, yesterday was a holiday that I guess dates back to like the 1600s in Poland. And no, I, 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 to- I put up a Patreon only episode. Mm. Uh, that you couldn't do it because of Dingus Day. Dingus Day. And uh, yeah, basically it's the Polish St. Patrick's Day in the Great Lakes region. So if you're in Buffalo, Erie, Pennsylvania, Cleveland, and everybody gets together the day after Easter or what they call Wet Monday. And the reason for that is not just because it snowed like crazy yesterday, but it's a lot of, a lot of people give up drinking for Lent. And, you know, you uh, Easter Sunday, you have a good time. You're like, yeah, let's keep it going into Mondays. So they call it Wet Monday too. And it was pretty wet yesterday. A lot of uh, horrible Polish beer, but uh, I'm actually not hung over today. I just drank beer. No shots yesterday. Not even with hot Carl. And I saw hot Carl yesterday. We didn't even do shots. So really, how's we, hot we Carl sh- doing? He's good. I saw him twice over the weekend. I saw him on Friday and we did do shots. We did shots of Jaeger because my wife hates Jaeger. And of course, I'm like, round of Jaeger, please. Where did you see uh, him on Friday? At a little place called Mary Arts. And then around the corner where he hosts karaoke on Friday. <laughs> I miss that just, fucking guy. Just the same. It's, it's the same haunts over and over again. He's been doing that that routine for probably almost 20 years at this point. <laughs> as long as Tom Brady's been in the NFL, he's been doing that same run around around the corner. Mary Arts, all that shit. He's been. And then yesterday we saw him hosting bingo. He was doing oh. bingo on Dingus Day. Oh, and yeah. it, there, there's like these like. Uh, fourth graders that are in there and he's just cursing and just using just filthy language in front of them. We're like, yep, that's our wedding, DJ Hot Carl. Yeah. He's like, How, how's Zumok doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, that came up. Yeah, how's Chad going? That's uh, he's down in Florida now. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh that's hence why we're doing Tuesdays with Tony today. And um yeah, like I said yesterday, no uh, no shots, just all beer. So I'm I'm good today. I'm just tired. Tired, not, not too much going on, but uh, a lot of going on in the news. I noticed before we get into the news, I want to do my plugs out of the gate. Ooh, yes. Because I always do them at the end. I want to do because I have some cool shows coming up that I want to promote uh, this weekend. I'm at the Riverside Theater doing headlining four shows uh, in Vero Beach. I love this little community beach community. It's a great venue. Uh, if you live anywhere in the area, please come out to the show. And next weekend, I'll be at the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club in Winter Haven where the Cleveland Indians minor league team used to play Indians. Yes. The Indians, the, the guardians, since they played at home last week are Oh, and three. Cause they, uh, they really, really took a dump on the coffee table. Yes. Uh, over the weekend, but yeah, no, that's uh no, that's cool. You're doing it. Those gigs. Although with the, uh, the mask thing off the, uh, the planes, that'll probably get a lot more people wanting to go on taking trips. Cause that's, that's the one thing that has been really tiresome. So as people probably have heard and uh, the and mass transit for most places and most major airlines, they decided to drop the mask mandate. Well, because it was a, a federal judge struck it down. And then he said, Florida. well, I guess we didn't have to keep it. Of course. And, it, and it's of course, Florida. And she's hot. Not yeah, she's not her? bad. She's, not yeah, bad. she's like, she's my age. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and, and she was uh, Trump appointed. So, you know, what sucks is like, I was like, kind of like, you know, I don't want to get on a fucking plane. Like I was going to go like in next month, I'm in Chattanooga. I looked up prices, Delta prices, and they were pretty expensive. 
Uh, so you're allowed to leave the state. We just want to clear that up, right? Yeah, that's fucking Kevin causing problems. And <laughs> just, just to clear it up for other people. But the reason I didn't like pull the trigger on the the, for the flight is I, I'm just like, I'm not wearing a fucking mask. I'm just going to drive. No. I'd rather drive eight hours, eight and a half hours than fly with that mask on and go through the Atlanta airport. And it's not even just so much the mask. It's the theater. It's the whole thing of like, I have my little ginger ale that I'm sitting on the plane and I got to pull my mask down and go over the nose, sir, over the nose. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are we really doing this? Well, apparently we're not anymore. And I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm actually jealous. My wife's going on a girl's trip over the weekend. She's actually going down to Savannah and she gets to go on the plane without the mask for the first time in over two years. I'm That's- actually jealous. I'm, I'm like, I need to find a flight. Where can I go? I know. I, I actually want to book this flight to Chattanooga. It's even though it's expensive, just Way so I, expensive, just so I can wear the fucking mask or not wear a mask. Excuse me. I mean, I, I mean, I was cheering when I saw that announcement. If you thought you were cheering from home, how about the amount of people? I've seen plenty of videos of people on a plane cheering when they made the announcement. I said, well, ladies and gentlemen, here on this Delta flight, uh, our company is uh, making masks optional after the ruling that happened today. And you get people ripping the masks off, cheering, uh, cheers to, to their neighbor and everything and having a good time. And yes, there's going to, but here, here's the difference, folks. And this is what I always talk about on my podcast, the Check Your Brain podcast on Patreon, is I don't care if you wear your mask. I don't care if you wear eight masks on your face on the plane. That's your choice. No one's saying it should be illegal. You're the person. Here's yeah, the, she's, she's wow. not bad. Wow. Your honor. I was going to say, I want to marry this woman. Then it says right here in the article, she's married to a Hollywood, Florida police detective. Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah. We better stay away. (laughs) Holy. I I like that look. Dude. Yes. Send me to prison, baby. Give me a punishment. (laughs) She's a hero to me. I love this woman. For just doing the right thing. Common sense. Of course. Yes. Anyways, go ahead. She is. She is. Uh, I'm just going to say she she does her job well. <laughs> she serves up serves a great purpose. But, yeah, people are really excited about it. And I don't. That's the thing is we really haven't talked COVID on this podcast. You're welcome, Dustin. Uh, but this is one of those things where we're we're 25 months into this pandemic and people are tired of this. If you're not tired of it by now, it's because you're addicted to it. You like the fact that the last couple of years you you can rat on your neighbors and dox them because they, you, you were happy to see priests and rabbis getting arrested because they weren't social distancing and wearing masks. I mean, so so I sent Chad, we did a little show prep yesterday, as you could tell in the uh, <laughs> the mask freak out here in the email. And if you're only listening on the uh, uh, just on the Patreon and just on the stream right now. I sent Chad about five screenshots of these these complete lunatics losing their minds yesterday over the the mask thing. And the first one is Rosanna Arquette, not even the best Arquette of the family. I will not fly without a mask. Okay, no one's stopping you. You can fly with the with the mask on. I'll fly without one. That's called America. It's called freedom, bitch. Look, this guy's a doctor. He says, I will not be flying Alaskan air until they reinstate the public safety measures. Yes. uh, yeah, the, uh, the, well, this guy's a complete grifter. He's been the one from the whole beginning that just says, because uh, he, he's the one that's been warning people of the BA2 Omicron subvariant and everything, and this pandemic's not over. It's like, 
it, it's like this guy's been proven to be like a fake doctor. And this was his response, by the way, to Alaska Airlines. But then all of them, like Delta and United, all dropped theirs within the next like hour or so. So this is him. So is he just boycotting all flights? And by the way, this is the same moron who pulled his family out of schools and went to a place where there wasn't mandates and went overseas. So it's hilarious. Just complete hypocrites. Mm -hmm. This this guy is a doctor, too. This Jeremy Faust. Yeah, apparently. The odd thing about my being disappointed in United dropping its mask mandate is how many people who claim to love kids are totally cool with this, meaning that a small number of babies will die from COVID when we're weeks away from a vaccine for all ages, for for all ages over six months. So he's talking about the babies that are dying. Do you know how many do you know how many kids under 18 have died? Like actual children have died of COVID. And and if you take away the fact that they've had like 18 comorbidities and all this other stuff, it's basically zero. It's zero kids have died of COVID. And he's, oh, what about all the babies that'll die? What babies that'll die? There are more babies that'll die of that vaccine that you're putting putting out, giving to six six months old, than all these kids getting myocarditis, myocarditis, and all these other health. What, what's with all these soccer players? These healthy soccer players are just dropping of of heart problems. I mean, we're not going to ask any questions. No, okay. Jeffrey Tubin in the house. This is the guy from CNN who is uh, caught masturbating on a Zoom with yeah. the. <laughs> The decision by the young Trump appointed federal judge ending the mask mandate in travel shows the federal judiciary has turned into the Senate. Democrat and Republican judges live in different worlds and rule differently. He's an idiot. They politicized the courts from since before Roe versus Wade and. Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Tubin, probably again, another guy jerking off in front of his co-workers on a Zoom and got to keep his job. Isn't that funny? It's, it's amazing what people will get fired for nowadays with their work. Uh, yet this guy can just start beating off in front of his co-workers and gets to keep his job. Who's this con? Um, uh, apparently another another MD. I think she also has pronouns in her bio, too. So that oh. tells you who she is. OK, so. One of my patients tearfully told me she's canceling her flight to her daughter's wedding. These people are so out of outdoor control. wedding too. outdoor on Saturday. It's wild. Some people's mild discomfort while wearing a mask is more important than what's the fucking in- immunocompromised, immunocompromised people's ability to live through the pandemic. These people, they do you understand the long term psychological effects? These masks, there was a. Uh, uh, we were, I, I was just talking to Florentine about this. I was at a Chick-fil-A over the weekend over in uh, Port Charlotte. And I was in there and there's a family coming in with mask. And the mother took off the mask. The little kid started crying, like, put your mask back on. Like, I watched it happen because they're, they're programmed that this is, you know, we're going to die if we don't have these masks on. Of course. And these these kids like who only know that way of life, it's going to the long term psychological effects is going to be fucking us up for a long time. And these lunatics on Twitter, like trying to say this is a bad thing. I mean, it's it's fucking it's 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 insanity. These people have shown their hands now in the last, what, five, six days now. I think it's I think it's five days. So from Thursday morning, when Elon Musk says, yeah, I'm thinking of buying the rest of Twitter and the freak out 
that everybody started having and saying that we he's going to allow Nazis on his platform and he's going to uh, perpetrate hate speech and everything. And then you have a couple of days later, this mask thing that that, that happens, that they drop the mask mandate. And then you have he, uh, just last night and this morning is that the one of my favorite uh, what I it's, it's on a bookmark for me is a Twitter account called Libs of TikTok. Oh, yeah. And apparently it's a woman. And the reason I say that is because she's already basically been doxxed anyways. And it's a woman who goes on TikTok and has either had people submitting these videos of and, and it, by the way, it's everything. It's not just these teachers, but it's teachers coming out to try to tell uh, oh, I'm coming out to my children today. This is a big moment for me. And then you have other teachers who are uh, having pledge of allegiance to the gay pride flag as opposed to the, you know, the American flag, you know, the more inclusive one and and everything in between. It's I go to it. I use it a lot. Full disclosure for my podcast. And it's one of my first sites I go to to show because these people are narcissistic enough. She, this person who runs this Twitter account is not doxing anybody because these people are putting it out on a public platform on TikTok. So it's already publicly available. It's just now there's finally consequences. And it's these people who are getting consequences where they're grooming children, whether you're talking about diddling children or trying to groom them into being good communist soldiers. And that's what's going on right now. And so the Washington Post has this Taylor Lorenz, who a couple of weeks ago was bawling her eyes out about how she gets harassed and has had some horrible, horrible things said to her. And she's contemplated suicide as PTSD from all these mean people online. It's like, bitch, you're a 43 year old woman who trolls through TikTok trying to find people and dox them and get them fired from their jobs. And this is what she does. So she's complaining about that a couple of weeks ago. So what does she do? She exposes the person who runs a, a private citizen who runs a TikTok account or a, a Twitter account exposing the people on TikTok. All she's doing is just has a platform for it. So in the last week, you've seen people are pro-doxing, pro-censorship, pro-grooming, and then now you and and uh and anti-science with the mask thing. So They've really shown their hands. You want to talk about enemy of the people stuff. This is what's been going on just in the last week now. There's a war at home, Tony. There is a war in your own backyard right Right. now. We don't have to go to Ukraine. We are fighting amongst each other in the states. Yeah. I mean, Chad, you've seen this. How many times have you had people come after you and, you know, try to get you like private emails that you have had? And it's like being normalized by a group of people saying, no, your private conversation should be out there. Your your private life. It doesn't matter if you get doxxed or not. You know, you probably did something wrong. You're probably a Nazi or a racist or whatever. And you go, really? Is this the is this the planet we want to live in? Well, it's then we're gonna have to take two to tango, I guess. I mean, it's that's what it's got to be. Anytime when I got in some sort of online dust up canceling, and the mob, the online mob came after me, and it happened three times. I swear to God, every single time I went to their accounts, he, him, you know, fuck Trump, Hillary, 2000, you know, it, like it was the same people, all of them, all of them they're, across the board. It's true. And but remember, they're the compassionate people because they feel it's justified to attack somebody whom they disagree with and use any means necessary because they're still the good guys. It's like if you killed a bunch of Nazis in Germany you, yes, you killed people, but you killed them and you did the right thing. You're the right thing, I should say. And that's what Antifa, that's what Black Lives Matter, that's what a lot of these groups are doing is that 
they, remember, their message is always correct. And if you def, if you go against that narrative, then you are justified in anything from doxing to physical harassment. I mean, this is this is a bad society we're living in, but it, it's got to take people like that libs of TikTok account to finally fight back. And by the way, the, the feckless Republicans who, you know, they've talked about, you know, we shouldn't be pro censorship or anything. You go, you haven't done anything. What have you what have you done to strike down the COVID stuff the last two years? What have you done to uh, condemn and do anything about and hold people uh, liable and responsible for the um, the summer of love of 2020 of bricks getting smashed through windows and how many communities that burned down the billions of dollars of damage it took with those riots and anyone on the GOP want to do anything about it? no they, they they'll put out a tweet like oh we condemn this violence this shouldn't be happening in our cities and that's all it stops it's got to take some people to be actually responsible and start fighting back you got to fight back against this stuff otherwise if you just let it go and let them take over you're fucked you're finished no i mean i'm all i mean i'm all about the resistance and it's uncomfortable to fight back so people would rather just fall in line and i understand that i've you know it sucks being on the other end you know and you're you know what's right you know what's logical you know what's common sense but yet people don't want the the uncomfortable feeling of they you're not allowed to disagree anymore it just it's just mm-hmm. not a thing and it's it's crazy because like you said people are just losing their jobs over stupid shit because they're living in fear that doesn't exist it's not there but they're all afraid they're afraid to lose their own jobs they're afraid of like whatever the case may be, like I got, like I remember when the that one the the fucking Bill Squire got me fired from House of Comedy with something that didn't even have nothing to do with him, but yeah. he wanted to feel a part of this mob mentality, and it sucks. It sucks. Nobody should ever have to lose their fucking jobs over nonsense. I, I've I've had people, you know, try to get me fired from different jobs and everything, and do everything they can, and it's it, it's sad that people that they still think they're the good people because they disagree with like a tweet that I put out or something I said on a podcast or anything and, or, or, or something another guest says on a podcast, whatever the case is, those, those will be the people that they're in their mind. They're always going to be right. They're always on the right side of history. And let's prove that they're not on the right side of history, that they're, they're the bad people. Are we the baddies now? Yes, you are. And it's, it's, it's really sick. But thankfully, we're finally getting to a point where we're now having people that are standing up and saying, yeah, no, we're going to hold you accountable and responsible. We're not going to be a bunch of pussies anymore. We need to do something about this. And, you know, does that mean is that comedians? Is it who's it going to take? Because it's certainly not our politicians, because they certainly do not have our best interests at heart. So it's got to be people in these culture wars. We're in we're in wars culturally right now that we have to deal with. And if you're on the side that is in favor of censoring people that you disagree with and getting them fired from jobs and you're on the side of uh, masking uh, toddlers because you think that they're chief vectors of transmission on a plane and if you're the kind of people that's in favor of doxing people in order to get them fired ever anything like that i want to be on the other side i want to be on the other side where you, you crack a couple of jokes you have a good time you drink beers on dingus day you know that's the fun side we're the fun people. You're not the fun people. You're actually, in fact, you're miserable fucking people. There's a dude who uh, he signed up to my Patreon. And uh, for the specific reason, he's trying to like rat me out to other comics. 
Like he signed, he sends audio clippings. If we talk about anybody on Patreon, he'll send it to to those people. And I, and I'm just like, really? I was like, you're just trying to cause problems. Like that's, that's what you want to do. How miserable are you to Mm -hmm. just like, want to like get me in trouble with people? It's, it's sad. It's disgusting. And it's, but people get off on that. I mean, like people must be, are we really that bored? We are really privileged as a society. If you're in your free time, when you're done with your nine to five job or whatever you do for a living, you start going through people's podcasts and you start taking what they say, especially out of context and posting it somewhere and getting people uh, in trouble at whether it's their day jobs or they get in trouble with other comics and everything. Is that really, I mean, you know, do, do you really get your jollies off of that? You know, you get your rocks off. So it's, I mean, but, you know, it, it's going to take a lot of people just to say, yeah, no, um, I'm going to come out on the other side and you're going to come out looking like shit. So, you know, it's it's sad. I heard Bill Maher on Rogan recently. I had to shut it off because it was starting. To, there were Rogan gets too high on his podcast with his guests sometimes. And it just sounds like <laughs> too high people talking. I'm like, all right, dude, I don't, I don't it's even just hear, pot talk. Yeah. Podheads just rambling about deer. Anyways, um, he, he said something that was that was pretty interesting because a lot of people were confusing or saying that Bill Maher was going too conservative and he's liberal. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've always been the same. You guys are changing. He goes, I'm still liberal. I still like you guys are just getting crazier. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> I've always respected Bill Maher because he's somebody that he's consistent, like he's a consistent liberal. So he does not like organized religion, which includes not just Christianity and Judaism, but Islam. So he'll, but that's the problem is the liberals will say, fuck Christian, fuck you. But then you start talking about Islam and they're like, well, look, you know, it's a religion of peace. You know, there's a peace over there and there's a peace over there. Anyways, that's an old joke. Um, but he's at least consistent with that by saying, no, see, I'm pro free speech. It's like, I may be anti-religion, but I'm also, if you want to practice your religion, I could think it's stupid, but you can go for it. And if you're somebody that he's a that's what liberalism was you think about the same people who were the liberals back in the 1970s ran publications like the lampoon the national lampoon where they would have extremely offensive stuff and robert crumb the cartoonist r crumb uh it, it was almost like things started changing and i talked to um christian toto about that he has a book called virtue bombs it's on one of my pre- podcasts maybe like a month or so ago and trying to pinpoint when this change happened, when it went from liberals being the, you know, the free speech, free expression, free sex and love and drugs and everything to we're the new Puritans where you can't say this and you can't do this. And where the Republicans and the conservatives were the people that were like, you know, the stuffy anti-pornography, anti-cursing parental advisory stickers to the Republicans or the GOP or conservatives or anyone on the right that's just like, no, do whatever you want. We're pro-freedom. And it it had to have changed probably about the Don Imus situation, because that's one where liberals would defend. It was like, I may disagree with what you say, but I'll defend your right to death for you to say that. And then when Don Imus comes out and says, nappy headed hose, all of a sudden the liberals turned and the conservatives are like, well, wait a second. He was trying for a dumb joke. It's a it's dumb. It was stupid. But does he really need to lose his job over it? And I think that's when you started seeing that changeover. And ever since then, for the last 15 years, it's been people, it's not even people who are conservative. It's just 
people like you and I who are pro-free speech that are like, look, I don't care what you say, say whatever you want. And the liberals are like, no, you're the, you need to be shut down. You need to be doxxed. You need to be harassed. You need to be fired. Heck, we might need to murder you. Yeah. No, I mean, that was one of my hesitations, like um, getting back in radio. Like I, when I, when I got let go at MMS, I, I had a radio agent and he was trying to, you know, you know, I, I, I did like, I tried out for the 97.9, the loop, they, they flew me out and I thought that was a done deal. And then, then they, they backpedaled and they hired uh what's his name? Man cow. Oh yeah. Man cow. Yes. Yeah. And then I tried a couple, but I was just like, do I really want to go back in that world? Because it's just, they're all just gunning for each other's jobs and they'll try to get you fired. And especially in this day and age, I, I don't want anything to do with it. Fuck that. I don't want some guy just trying to go after my job for something I said or something I did. Fuck that. It's not for me, man. I mean, think about what you you guys did on Alan Cox back in, you know, 10, 12 years ago. And it, at least in those days, Twitter was in its infancy. And, you know, MySpace had gone away by then. But Facebook and YouTube were really hot at that time. And what you guys did, to your credit, Mainly you, of course. Yeah, um, no, there's no you guys. I wrote yeah. everything. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. wrote everything. Me and well, Miles. I was, I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was just going to say you and Miles, not Alan or Erica or anything. But what what you did is you used the medium properly. The problem is those mediums have changed over time. And a lot of that changed by the time Trump came around in 2015, 2016. But it, it was at one time where Twitter was Twitter was fun. It was the free speech thing where you know, it's, Hey, it's two in the morning. You got home from the bars and you know, you just shoot the shit. You're rambling on Twitter and everything. And YouTube was the thing that you, Hey, you post stupid videos, you know, they weren't well-produced. You just post something. There was, I think, I don't even know if there was live streaming in those days. And then things really started to change where Twitter is basically, if you're not, and I've said this uh, countless times, if you're not on Twitter now, like you're not an active user, you'll never be an active user. There's no reason to. The only people who are obsessed with Twitter are journalists, wannabe journalists, or people who are obsessed with working in or around mass media. And trolls. And trolls. And, but your normal everyday Twitter, like your, your next door neighbor, if he or she has a Twitter account, they probably signed up 10 years ago and probably haven't tweeted anything since 2013 and haven't gone back there since then. That's your average person. Well, Most my next people are not on Twitter. Is a 75 year old African American woman named Pat. And I know for a fact she's not on Twitter. She's not on Twitter? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the future, Tony, right here. Boom. Uh, and I don't even care. I have, uh, uh, I have this. It's called a TikTok account. I didn't want mm. it. But look at me and I have viral videos. This one has 6.4 million views on my TikTok. So look at that. And I don't even give a shit. But this is like what everybody's looking at, these little clips and these videos. And I'm just doing it because I feel like I got to because of stand up and I would like to sell some tickets. But it's, it, it's something else to do. Well, that was the thing, though, is you signed up for I remember signing up for Instagram like 10 years ago and going, yeah, you know what? This is probably the new thing, but I didn't think it was going to be a social media, like what it became. I thought Instagram was, oh, it's like you post a place for photos. Instead, it became the new social media engine. 
And so, and then there was that time with Vine. Vine wasn't too much longer after that. You said, well, I got to sign up for a Vine. I don't know how to use it. I don't know what it's about. I don't know if it's going to do anything, but I guess I'm going to be on Vine because it's it's one extra thing. And you always want to be ahead of the game. Like I never the next even, social media network. I thought Vine was fucking dumb from the get go. I didn't even I didn't even sign up. I was like, fuck that. But that's what TikTok basically is now. Yeah, is, is an extension of Vine is Vine was six second videos. And then I think they went to eight seconds. And then when Instagram decided remember, to start po- posting stories, they're like, yep, Vine's done. I remember Chris D'Elia got big on. Well, he was big on Vine, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember he he kind of cornered that market. But I was just like, I, I I just didn't get it. I didn't care. And I, even with TikTok, I don't give a fuck. In fact, I always say this every podcast. If I win the lottery, you'll never see me again. I will delete mm-hmm. all social media and I will go to Key West and die on the beach, period. Rack you me. and uh, you and Nick Swartzen on the beach down in Key West. Hanging out. I think Nick was <laughs> on his way to doing that. Yeah, so it's the the. The whole TikTok thing, I'm not on TikTok. I've seen videos from it. I don't I don't get the narcissism. I mean, look, in order to be a stand up comic and to have your own podcast, everybody has a form of narcissism because it, that's what's got to be your driver. It's got it's got to drive you to getting your subscribers up and listens and, and, and sell tickets and everything. So you have to have a little bit of narcissism. But these are just everyday people who are I mean, what, what happened to people like, okay, I'm just, I, just not, I don't want to be in the spotlight. Okay. Maybe I have a Facebook page and I'll post like picture of my family on Easter. And that was it. Now it's like your, your everyday 14 year old wants to do a TikTok dance or uh, is piercing their nose or identifying as something. When did this just, why, <laughs> when did this happen? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't think I'd live long enough to see the insanity of all this, but hopefully like, you know, Judging by history, things will swing back the other way and hopefully find a happy medium. Uh, But that's the newspapers. Let's let's cleanse the palate, if you will, and make this a little bit lighter conversation, because uh, we were talking before we went on the podcast. uh, You were talking about how uh, in hot water, as you know, compound Mm -hmm. media, Aaron Berg's leaving the network, which I you know, I don't really watch. I know you do. And I, I do. guess Gino's been trolling him with the N word. Is that true? Uh, apparently, I, I think so. I think that's been used a few times. And uh, to the point where on Chrissy Mayer's show on Monday, that uh, one of the porn stars who apparently is followed on Twitter by Barack Obama, oddly enough, um, she walked off the show because of the amount of times that, that word was being thrown around by a caller on the phone. And Ke- by the way, Kevin was in studio there, too. By the way, let me just say this real quick. Talk about a phony trashing Chrissy Mayer on and off air for almost three years. And now those both those phonies, they're doing each other's show out of desperation. Like if Chrissy had any balls, she's like, go fuck yourself, Kevin. But she's a phony, too. So fuck them. Fuck all of them. And yeah, the whole the whole fucking network's going falling apart. And I'm happy. Yeah, that's it. It's sad because, you, you know, you talk about a free speech network and, you know, we've as being that haven. And when Kumia signed up or when I signed up for Kumia's network, when he got fired from Sirius and it was like, okay, this is where you go because he's going to do, you know, he's going to drop F-bombs and he's going to, you know, do content that he wasn't able to do with Opie. And then all of a sudden you start hearing Legion of Skanks and other shows and Gavin were brought on the network. And then you go, and then as time has been going on, you need to have some kind of management 
And they really haven't had, you had a guy who was a, a security guy, a former police officer running the network. And now you have a radio producer who's running the network. It's like, where's the person who's like the president of the network who can really help guide and come up with like new innovative ideas. Instead, it's the inmates truly running the asylum over there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's the, <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch it. I don't give a shit because it's just, I don't know. I'm not into it. Like who and, gives Artie Lang that much money when you know damn well he's not going to show up for anything? <laughs> by the way, Artie Lang, I know it's kind of the ongoing joke every time a comic dies. Still mm-hmm. going. This guy's going. indestructible. Indestructible. Gilbert. Did, did, I was going to ask you about Gilbert because I saw your photo with Gilbert. Uh, do you have any Gilbert? I don't know if you did any on your Patreon or anything, but any Gilbert stories? I did. Uh, I just did sit down Zoom with Tyler and I told one. I met him like five times, but uh the one and he, he's, he's very soft-spoken and he doesn't, you know, he just, Oh, okay. Yeah. He doesn't really have, you know, he's not a con doesn't have much of a conversation, but I remember uh, distinctively the first skank fest in Brooklyn, I was in the the hallway and I was talking with Mark Norman and Gilbert, yes, just Mark sta- Norman, Gilbert just kind of just walked up to us. I think he maybe recognized Mark or he just was lost. I don't know. And we're like, hey, Gilbert, how you doing? And then a photographer came by and took a photo and I put it on my Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram. That's a great photo. Yeah, it was great. And uh, and we just awkwardly me and Mark just kept talking while Gilbert just stood there like we were trying to like he was just kind of like listening. <laughs> you know, there really wasn't much to it, but uh, he was that was like three, four years ago and he was frail then. Mm-hmm. Very frail. Yeah, it was. I've seen. So I met Gilbert a couple of times after shows and. For I mean, he's he's hawking his merchandise, of course. He's got his books. His I think his book is called Rubber Balls and Liquor, of course, because you know it's Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And he's got his CDs and he's got T-shirts and he's got autograph, uh, uh, you know, pictures you can buy from him and everything. And um, it's before Cameo because I think I think they said he made two million dollars from cameos. He was wow. one of the top cameo stars. Him and the guy, the the fat guy who spilled chili from the office, I guess were among the top cameo stars because Gilbert would roast people. But uh, last time I saw him was in 2019. I went up to Buffalo and I was at helium and I saw Gilbert and, you know, I got a picture after the show because the another picture I had an ex ex girlfriend in it. And I'm like, yeah, can I, can I do a have a do over? I'd like one just with you and me. And he's, yeah, he's, he looked like a little old lady. And just he was frail and you're like, wow, this guy's like, but he doesn't he wasn't talking to anybody. I think he was waiting for his food and then he was going to go back to the hotel because Gilbert was notorious for being not only extremely cheap, but he would take the soap bars of soap and the shampoos I mean, yeah. and conditioners from you every watch hotel. His documentary. It, 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 it's have you seen his documentary? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I recommend it. I, I think it's free somewhere. But yeah, that's what he does. He just takes all the free shit you get in a hotel. I know. Yeah, can I get some more? Uh, can I get some more of the two little mini toothpaste and uh, the toothbrushes? <laughs> yeah, but I said this on the, the podcast I just did with Tyler. We had uh, in just what probably a year span. You had Norm, Louis Anderson, Bob Saget, Bob Saget. Gilbert. Who's next? Uh, more who do you want to? Who do you want to kill next? That's what I said <laughs> to Tyler. I go, who do you, who, who do you want dead next? What dead comic do you want next? <laughs> Yeah, let's see. Because like I, I, I start seeing this pattern because Norm was one of my favorite comics. Um, you know, I, I always respected Louis Anderson, but you know, he wasn't obviously one of my favorites. I, I, I never met Louis. I talked to him over the phone. Uh, I've seen Bob Saget live. 
well, the, well, the classic was that photo that was posted last week with it had Norm, it had Bob Saget, it had um, uh, who was it? Oh, Gilbert, and then it was Jeff Ross, and yeah. everyone's like, oh, well, we know who's next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing is that uh, like I, I don't want I don't want to even say names because I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm just thinking like this is why people need to go out and go see live comedy because you get to have those stories where you met the comic afterward, or you have a story that you saw them live. Like I've, I saw Bob Saget. That was actually one of my first comedy shows I ever saw. And it, it wasn't very good, but this was right after the aristocrats. So he's kind of like, Oh, Oh, Bob said Danny Tanner's dirty now. Wow. I didn't know that. And uh, with Gilbert. So I saw him a couple of times. And the first time I remembered seeing the table next to me at the Pittsburgh improv Mm. before they redid it was a, it was a couple. I don't know if they were a husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, but the guy Gilbert's on stage going up there. Like he does his thank you bit where he starts thanking everybody for the first 10 minutes of the show (laughs) for no reason. And, uh, and then he started, and then he says that, um, you know, uh, you know, my name is Gilbert Gottfried, but uh, my Hebrew name is money grubbing Christ killer. (laughs) And, so Tony, you're, you're giving away his act. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't want to give away the act. Uh, I think he did a Ben Gazzara reference. <laughs> like everybody was has been dead for 50 years by uh, that was going on. But I remember looking at this couple that was next to me and the guy is falling off his chair onto the floor. And this woman is just staring at the at the stage going, what is this? What am I watching here? This is this isn't funny. It's like it's hilarious. What are you talking yeah. about? He's making Hervé Villachez references. Like <laughs> from fantasy Island. You know, what's hilarious is how Stern speaking of woke Stern wouldn't have Gilbert on anymore. And he, he's probably provided some of the funniest radio of all time. I, I, I tweeted out. Uh, there was a time where I was driving and it was the infamous Artie Lang and him saying the N bombs and on terrestrial radio yes and i literally had to pull the car over and laughing because stern was getting pissed they wouldn't stop they were acting like children it was oh, is that the one where he's like no 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 more n-words no more n-words okay yeah. robin what's uh, next in the news and i said spike lee and then <laughs> they just start laughing again Gilbert's <laughs> laughing yeah i mean it's it was some of the it's it's on youtube you could find it but i re i just <laughs> remember driving and having to pull over the car i was like i can't drive i'm gonna get in a wreck I, I had that too. The, the same situation, but, but, it was but like, going back I, to what I was show. saying, going back to what I was saying. Um, but so Howard quit having him off completely. And he was told. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he had to die for them to talk about him. He literally, then they do a whole eulogy on him. Yeah, they did. But they did a eulogy. Didn't they do it on Howard one Oh one. So it was like their secondary channel. They did Gilbert clips, but on Howard 100, it was same normal woke Howard Stern of 2022. Now. It's, yeah. it, it's it's amazing how a show like that, you went from having Gil, Gilbert Gottfried, Billy West, Jackie Martling. These are people who are part like because Gilbert was a frequent guest to the point where Jan he may Michael as well Vincent. been. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, Jane like, Plato. like Jane, Jan Michael Vincent, when he was fucked up going through car windows, he had like he had an eye patch on. He's wearing like a bathrobe, like out of control. Jan Michael Vincent. Like there were times where they would have. I, I th- wasn't it. um uh, Rodney and uh, Sam Kinison flew from Vegas to New York just to be on Stern that morning. And then they flew back 
it was it, there were all these crazy stories that were going on why that show was so great at one time and it's just it's the same thing as the amy schumer situation is um apologizing for what made you famous in the first place is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And Gilbert helped make it was Gilbert the show. No, but when Gilbert was on the show, you knew that you couldn't do anything. I remember I was in school and when Gilbert would be on, I was in high school and Gilbert would be on Howard with Artie. And I brought a Walkman into school just so I can listen to another 30 to 45 minutes of listening to what they were going to say and just piss your pants laughter. And to have the guy who runs the show and his name is on the marquee essentially apologize for that stuff is uh, it's it's like finding out there's no Easter bunny. Yeah, I mean, that was pure joy. That was happiness. We were laughing and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with joking around. There isn't. And it, su- it sucks that, you know, we're in this climate today. By the way, who wants to be famous at this point? It's gross. Like, wh- do you, you see these celebrities? Bert Kreischer does. It's fucking insane. Like, I don't think these celebrities are cool. Like, I don't want to hang out with these people. Like, I don't find them like, oh, dude, I got to hang out with uh, Machine Gun Kelly. They're not cool. Like, I've hung out with Machine Gun Kelly. Nice enough guy, you know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a yeah. shit. <laughs> They're boring people. Uh, you know, you and I have talked about this with with radio is that the people the people listening want to hang out with the guys on the radio, but the guys on the radio want to go home. They want to go back to their families and go to bed at a decent hour. It's everybody else you want to hang out with. And you realize, oh, those people that I listened to that I thought were cool are really not cool. And it's the same thing with celebrities that every so often you get people who have a celebrity story um, that's kind of cool. And, you know, I know you've had, you've had your share and everything, but you get, you, you get swept up in it, especially when you were lived out in LA and you lived there a couple of times. So you've told the Jessica Simpson story. Yeah. And, you know, you get kind of swept up because it is intoxicating when you're around people. Like, I mean, for, for me, when I was working in, uh, locker rooms and I was going to, whether it was baseball, football, basketball, locker rooms, and I'm looking around it. I mean, these are, these are A-listers. Like I'm standing next to Kobe right now. Like LeBron, like LeBron knows who I am, at least, you know, looking at me because I've been in the locker room so many times that you may not know my first name, not know where I live, not give a shit about me. But it's one of those things where you, you could tell why people get so intoxicated about being around those kind of people. And you just got to you got to put that out of your mind and say, these people don't give a shit about you. They don't like you. In fact, they have nothing but contempt for you if you're just an everyday normal person trying to earn a living. And when you kind of find that out, it really is like seeing how the sausage gets made and you don't you almost don't like it anymore. The worst are like the, the local celebrities. And I can only speak from Cleveland experience because I would frequent the Barley House and they would have like a Cleveland Browns player or just somebody or just like a. a like Ricky Smith for some reason, like these people, like I'm like, who gives a fuck? And they would just kiss these people's ass. Yeah. That's, and that's on a local level. Imagine if you were in in Los Angeles or New York, you'd have these kind of people just kissing, kissing that kind of ass. I mean, if you're, if you're trying to kiss the ass of somebody who's a, 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 not even a minor local celebrity. Like you saw the person host the, the cruising TV car show or something you're like, Oh, you're the guy who hosts the car show or like, Hey, didn't I see you? Oh, you're working at uh, Trader Joe's right now. You know, that those kind of people that you can, you meet. <laughs> locally. <laughs> 
I love inside jokes <laughs> that we've explained on the show. But I mean, that's it, it's weird how intoxicated people get when it comes to celebrity. And, you know, I and I like I, I've met my share. And, and by the way, I say this as somebody who in two weeks is going to meet Billy West because he's at a fan expo. See, that's different. I, mm-hmm. I like the, the niche weird celebrity. Like if, if I were to meet like Mr. T, it would be amazing. Like I went I was in Clearwater two weeks ago because I wanted to meet Hulk Hogan because every Monday he's at his restaurant. And uh, until I found out you had to pay 30 bucks to get in, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that was what uh, when when there was a Comic-Con that was not far from me. And I was telling you, I'm like, oh, Sergeant Slaughter's going to be there. And he was charging like 50 bucks an autograph picture. I'm like, I, I w- it's Sergeant Slaughter. I'd go up to him for free. I wouldn't spend a dime to get a photo with Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Or you can you get an autograph photo of uh, Sam Jones from uh, Flash Gordon. <laughs> Flash. Defenders of the universe. Oh, my goodness. Well, Tony, as you know, and uh, broadcasting, uh, that's a, OK. That's a celebrity. Yes, that's a. I had to do this. Yeah, this one host. was free, by the way. Super host. Marty Sullivan. Rest in peace. That's a local Cleveland iconic. Uh, what would you call him? Late night movie host. I don't even know. He wasn't late. night. wasn't he like a Saturday afternoon guy. Saturday afternoon. You're right. You're right. He'd, he he'd was, like have three stooges shorts or something. And uh, do he was a late like night awful newscaster. <laughs> Didn't he do the uh, that was it the convoy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, which that guy, the, the guy who did that, I think he just died last week. What the, the convoy sketch? No, no. Well, the 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 song, the um, oh, C.B. McCall. Yeah, I think he, he just died like uh, last last uh, week or two weeks ago. Really? C.W. McCall. Yeah. C.W. McCall. Yeah. Yeah. That um, that's a good song. That is a good convoy. Song. Yeah, let's just uh, let's take a walk down memory lane here, real quick. God, this uh, is just awful. <laughs> look at, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even think you can get in trouble for copyright issues. But look at this. <laughs> Does it have twenty five thousand views? I think twenty twenty thousand are because of me. Is that Brian McCarthy? <laughs> <laughs> But I remember watching this on TV as a child, literally watching this and looking forward to it when they would replay it. They just took a cardboard cutout of a and made it like the front of a truck. It's so bad. Is that his coat on a hanger in the back? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then they use these little toy cars and they're put into the song uh, Convoy by C.W. McCall. It's on YouTube. Just look up Superhost Convoy. And a little uh, children's mat of. Uh... And I apologize to the, just the audio listeners. I know I hate when podcasts and radio shows just watch videos. That looks like Opie on the left there. That's what he looks like now, except that Opie's going bald, too. Yeah, he's. Kind Is of... that Richard Keel in the middle <laughs> from, from a Jaws from <laughs> from James Bond? This is oh, I mean, God. it's go watch it on YouTube. It's really bad but it's nostalgia for me and i i think it's hilarious you got it uh speaking of patreon sign up to my patreon guys for as little as three dollars uh mondays with mazer is a podcast we do behind the paywall because let's face it you know you can't just say whatever you want so we want to put it behind the paywall where it's safe and no you know at least we think it's safe beyond the paywall so yeah so you can what you can listen to tony's podcast check your brain you can subscribe to it on all audio platforms and also sign up to his 
Patreon, please sign up to both of yes. ours. Yeah, uh, pa- patreon.com slash Tony Mazer. Uh, please sign up. And I say this not just as a way to get people to sign up, but uh, uh, Sean, one of our shared Patreon subscribers said, I was having trouble. Like I had no problem subscribing to Chad's, but for whatever reason, his card or his whatever he was using, PayPal or something was not going through on mine. So I don't know if I was getting shadow banned if they were like limiting and they were trying to fuck with people, but that was um, that was weird thing that was going on the last week or two weeks. He was like, I'm trying to sign up or trying to re resign for another month. And for whatever reason, it's, it's saying it's not working. So I don't know if my content is making me shadow banned on a Patreon. So please, if you, if you want more content and just like what we were talking about today, you get that five months a month. All right. Every Monday, Monday, every Monday guys, thanks for listening. That's a wrap. Good night.